Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I am your host, Ben White, and here to help me discuss Survivor Series and the Fallout, which is way more interesting than the pay-per-view itself, are our two team captains of the podcast Survivor Series on the blue team, heading up Team Ring Attire. It's Luke. How are you, Luke? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm well happy with that. I'm well happy with the, with the blue brand. I'm good, thanks, mate. I didn't even think of it from that point of view. I just picked, a, picked one of the colours out of the air. So probably less happy with the red team is the uh, leader of team Constant Optimism. It's Joe. How are you, Joe? Yeah, but I'm very optimistic, mate. Yeah, there you go. I thought after last week when we talked about how positive you are and optimistic you are about the podcast and all the product itself, you know. Yeah, I go through phases. The last one wasn't wasn't a particularly... Um, wasn't a particularly positive one from my side. I think it turns out I was 100% validated, but um, yeah, it was. What's that? Did you mean to go on? Straight <laughs> off. <laughs> but no, yeah, optimistic now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, we are going to discuss Survivor Series results. It has been a little while. Um, I think the, the kind of, we kind of looked at Survivor Series and went, well, it's not exactly like we're going to have much to talk about, so let's see what the fallout's going to be before we record another one. And there was a little bit more to talk about before day one. Um in three weeks time um so we'll start off with survivor series um before we get started the pay-per-view as a whole um what did you think of survivor series as a pay-per-view luke um i thought some of the actual match like the in-ring wrestling was pretty good but the whole show was pointless um so it's just one of those where, like, if you enjoy watching actual wrestling, it was decent, it was all right, but the whole the whole show was pointless. Nothing really happened. It's one that you know you'll, you won't remember this pay per view, like in a month's time, you'll just, you'll, just, you'll forget it was a pay per view. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just it was just a bit of a bit of a nothing event, to be honest, in my opinion. Um, I don't think you could sum it up much better than that. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I, I'm with Luke. I mean, I think like last time we were doing the pod, we were saying like there's basically been no build to it, and there's no stakes on it, and nothing really seems to matter about it. And I genuinely, when I was, I was like genuinely like, am I going to watch it? Which is mental for like a big four. I was like, am I actually invested enough to what to give this my time? And I did, and then I sort of thought, and and I did partly because I thought. Well, it can't be. It can't be as bad. It has to be better than they've kind of like led us to believe it will be based on the build. And I think the first match and the last match were good wrestling matches and the rest of it was okay. And it was, as Luke says, there was no, it was pointless. And it, and, and, and it, was, it was, pointless is the wrong word. It just it, it it did achieve a few things, but none of the things it sh- achieved are the ones it should have done. If that makes sense, like there could have been so much better ways to use the Survivor Series than they did. I always think I always think back to when I watched Raw and SmackDown when they were on Sky, and I think it was something stupid like Raw was shown on a Friday night, SmackDown was shown on a Saturday morning. It was something stupid like that on Sky, and I remember whenever there was um, pay per views, you would watch the 
go-home show for the pay-per-view and then you'd be gutted and you'd be quite excited for the next morning or the next Raw or SmackDown to find out what's changed. And they would do that thing where they show stills and you'd be like, you know, the first thing would be someone's music would hit and you'd go, oh my God, they're the champion now. I can't believe I've missed it because you never paid the 60 quid on Skybox after pay-per-view and there was never a way of actually watching it. And I look back at this now and think, well, there's absolutely there's absolutely no way you'd be gutted about this. Imagine what imagine Survivor Series happened and you went, well, what's actually changed? What have I missed? What? Why would I be desperate to see this? And that's kind of where we are with this. They're just that they're, they're absolutely it was an absolute non-event. It just nothing happened. There was nothing you were massively excited for. So it just kind of felt a bit, you know, like you said, there were good matches, but there was nothing exciting on there at all and nothing that was kind of must see. It just it just went past and they've not, not there's not even been any real fallout from it either, to be honest with you. It felt a bit shitty, I thought as well, for um, like to exclude, like to to make such a big thing about the Rock's twenty-five years and then him not be there. It was almost like I know we've given you no build and like this seems pointless, but it is the Rock's twenty-fifth anniversary. And then you're like, okay, so the Rock will be there, and you're like, maybe. And then you're like, the Rock's there? No, it's not. Sorry. And then it's like, oh right, okay. They was they were saying a bit missold almost. They were saying that they were showing that that wasn't so much at home, but they were saying that it was getting that way through the night that they were showing so much rock stuff and so many rock promos and so much of the 25. And obviously you had the the egg stuff, which we might get to and all the rest of that thing that by the end of the, the by the main event with um, Roman and Big E people like the crowd itself were like, oh, he's here. He yeah, is yeah. definitely here. He's yeah, coming I'm, I'm, out. I know, so you could, you could genuinely see people looking around as if, like, where is he? Yeah, and they were saying it was getting to that point, and then obviously it was such a, I mean, we'll talk about it, but it was such a non-finish that you kind of went, I mean, even if they just, why did they not just ask him to get on his phone for three minutes and go, hi, Vince, I hope you've got the egg. Um, thank you for celebrating oh, 25 years. This would have been great. Yeah, yeah, oh, the old egg. Yeah, we got all the whole red notice stuff, mate. We'll get to that. But, you know, here's the egg here's the egg you know thank you look after it for me it's really precious don't lose it you know make sure that nothing happens to that egg because it's priceless i'm only lending it to you they could have had all of that to make that story just a little bit more legitimized and a little bit more and then no one would have thought you could have said because he's in australia at the minute so they could have said i'm in australia sorry i can't be there guys can't wait to see it and i'm you know and i'm wishing my cousin luck i've heard he's doing well just something like that you know something to just put people at ease because yeah. let's face it he did he did ken shamrock's hall of fame for tna i think he would probably do something for wwe it, 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 it's really weird to have a show based around his 25th anniversary and him not be there <laughs> it's Isn't bizarre it? oh, i'm so excited i forgot about the egg i completely forgot. i blocked that out of my mind <laughs> did, you, did you also block out pizza out of your mind Oh, we're going to get the Pizza Hut. We are absolutely going to get... Because essentially this pay-per-view, I've never known... Netflix must have dropped some money for, for this pay-per-view just being a massive advert for Red Notice. When they did the um, when they did the, um, the zombie one a few months ago, that apparently Netflix paid them like a million quid for that, didn't they? So I can only imagine it was probably a similar amount for this. It must have been. I mean, it, it's... it's to, You know, just to, just, to, just to go... Just to put me um, movie list podcast had on and uh, my distinct chat uh, dot co dot uk uh, um distinct chat dot co uk movie review red notice is a good movie 
I've given it four stars. Proper fun. Rock's really good, and it says Ryan Reynolds. If you want my full review, it's distinctchatter.co.uk. Um, and obviously, movie list podcast for your movie movie uh, related podcast needs. But it's not good enough to make this whole pod whole pay per view a massive advert for it. I mean, the first five minutes was basically a promo for Red Notice. <laughs> it's just, it was just the trailer. It was just the trailer yeah. with some random Survivor Series clips thrown in. It was so bizarre. And then, of course, the egg. I mean, do you want to start with the egg? Should we just get the egg out of the way? Yeah, I think we should. So, um, for those of you that haven't seen it, I mean, if you're listening to this, having not seen Survivor Series, and this is how you're finding out about it, I think you should probably reassess the way you consume wrestling. But fair enough. Um, there was a golden egg. <laughs> so don't, go, yeah, don't put them off. Yeah, <laughs> if you hear what we're about to say and think this sounds for me, then don't 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 find us on Twitter. Yeah, and anyway, if you if you haven't watched it and still listening after our excellent promotion of the event from the start oh, of the podcast. Oh, don't get me too excited about that, mate. <laughs> so in Red Notice, it's all about golden eggs and finding Cleopatra's three eggs. And Vincent Mann rocks up in a limousine with all of the lower card wrestlers to greet him. Because, you know, heaven forbid Roman Reigns wants to see his boss come out of a limousine and he's holding this golden egg. No security, by the way. This thing's worth hundreds of thousands of, of what was he say, 100 million? No it's security with him. 100 million, yeah. Not, 100 million. It's a real one. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's not even in the case. He's holding it by hand. No security with him whatsoever. They trust the 70-year-old with a priceless egg. Never mind. And he um, wanders backstage, has it in a in, in a display case. Through the night, he... Inter- uh, sorry, change what, man. Didn't the, um, didn't the lower card wrestlers all do an egg chant? Yeah, they did. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry, I'd, I forgot, I, I didn't feel that worth mentioning, but you're right, the lower card did do an egg chant, um, and do? then, then there's, a couple, there's a couple of random promos through the night, random segments, so the first one was actually something a little bit interesting, which was him talking to Roman Reigns, and there was mention of The Rock then, and that was kind of the first tease for something. The idea of like, you know, the rock's giving me this egg and Roman's like, yeah, I, I talked to the rock. I know about the rock, you know, and there's just a little bit of Roman looking a bit ticked off that the rock's giving this present to, to Vince and everything. So that was a little bit of a tease for something, but it didn't really uh, amount to much. And then you add um, the, the stealing of the egg and the egg got stolen as the night went on. And um, Sonia Deville and Adam Pearce were told, find who. Um, find who's stolen this $100 million egg or you lose your jobs. Didn't say you're fired, which is a bit disappointed about, but or you lose your jobs. And then obviously it was resolved the next night on um, Raw. There was also a thing about, didn't they like, that, that was the way of getting all the SmackDown and Raw wrestlers together on Raw three weeks yeah. after the brand split? That was the idea. They didn't actually do that though. So they right. said the whole roster better be there on Monday, and they weren't. That the whole roster wasn't there on Monday. That the story just involved Sami Zayn and Sami Zayn and um, Austin Theory, and then everybody else just randomly looking through bins for the egg at every promo. <laughs> hi there, hi there, Kevin Owens. Uh, can I speak to you? What are you doing? I'm just looking through this random bin for an egg. Oh, okay, I mean, good. I mean, if you've you stolen a hundred million pound egg, not going to lob it in a bin, are you? It was just was random it, people, just people searching. Was it arena? It was a different arena, wasn't it? Oh, it was absolutely a different arena. Yeah, it was absolutely a different <laughs> arena. Of course it was. Oh, yeah. So why are they looking at a different arena? Like, you're not, surely you're not going <laughs> to steal a $100 million egg, go home, 
Next day, take it back to the scene of the crime. And then put it in the bin. <laughs> the whole, and then the whole story, obviously, was Vincent Mann saying, whoever finds this egg, whoever finds this egg gets a WWE shot against Big E tonight. Didn't really think about what happened if Big E had stole it. And then um, Sami Zayn knows who stole it, points to Austin Theory. Austin Theory comes in and Vince goes, I like the fact that you had the balls to own up to this Austin Theory. You can have the shot instead of Sami Zayn. So um, that made as much sense as Vincent Mann does usually. And um, Austin Theory got his shot, obviously didn't win. But he's getting a bit of a random push off the back of the egg stuff. He's getting a bit of a random push because he then, obviously, this week's Raw, we're with two Raws in now since Survivor Series, he had a whole evening getting advice off Vince McMahon. So Vince McMahon was at a desk talking Austin Theory, giving him advice for the night. It was random promos for your four is, times. He's the, the only male wrestler under 30, isn't he, in, in WWE? So they've got to push someone. All this rem- you reckon they've literally done that and gone, we need to push young talent. They've gone like, well, we've, got, we've only got one. So... <laughs> Here you go. What should we do? Let's pair him with a contemporary manager, Vince McMahon. Well, that's the weird thing because what it reminded me of was you remember when he kept, when he called Drew McIntyre to the ring, shook his hand and said, "You are the future of WWE," and then Drew McIntyre wasn't the future of WWE, and he left about a year later. I, it just felt like that. It felt like he was getting a Vince McMahon slap on the back of death, kind of. You are the future, son. I'm going to help you out, and he will not be here in six months. So. Yeah. Right. There's been bigger shocks this year. That's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> um. So there we go, and that the whole egg thing ended with Austin Theory getting a, a unsuccessful shot at Big E. Um. <clears throat> but it kind of it, it sorted itself out for Sami Zayn later in the night, and we'll talk about Sami Zayn a bit later on. I like that. So basically, what we're saying is the 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 egg is in a way WWE's attempt at doing long term storytelling. Oh, three nights, mate. Absolutely, three nights. <laughs> That's better. That's better than most stories get. Absolutely. That's probably, that's well after Roman Reigns, the second longest storytelling this, that, that WWE had this year. Yeah, I go oh, with that. That could be. It's the second best storyline WWE's had this year. I'll say second best, second longest. They're two very different things. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not making that distinction, my friend. <laughs> if you are tuning in to Raw to find out who stole the egg, then you're an idiot. Ah. I don't know. Anyway, okay, so we'll get into actual Survivor Series. So obviously the egg stuff was happening through the night, um, but we started off with the pre-show. Um, did either of you two watch the pre-show? Just to say, we didn't start off with the pre-show. I oh, did. Luke's nodding. Luke's nodding his head. He watched the pre-show. Oh, Luke, come on, man. Shinsuke well, well, Nakamura well, 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 versus Damian Priest. Go on, go on, yeah. Luke. Well, to be honest, I thought it was going to be the Battle Royale, but wasn't. It was a champion versus champion match. Which is a bit, which, is, which I thought in itself was a bit weird. Were you surprised um, that Shinsuke and Damien were not in the main show, though, Luke? Yeah, well, yeah, because they're both champions, like the secondary champions on both brands. So for me, like that's they, I mean, obviously they were not going to be the main event or anything, but I, th- I think they should have been on the main show definitely. But how are you going to advertise both Pizza Hut and Red Notice if you don't have the twenty-four man, five-man battle royale on on the actual <laughs> pay-per-view, mate? <laughs> I mean, you make a good point. <laughs> no, fair enough. I get that. It was a bit of a surprise to see that those two had been had been had been relegated. But I suppose out of all, if you were going to relegate a match that wasn't the twenty-five man battle royale, they were kind of the ones that made sense. I suppose like an outside bet would have been the Usos versus RK Bro as matches that didn't really matter. Um, I didn't watch this apart from the highlights on Survivor Series, so it's all up to you, Luke. Nakamura versus Priest. Um, as we know, um, Priest gets distracted. 
by Rick Boog's guitar playing, loses his temper, and I think hits Shinsuke with Rick Boog's guitar um, and gets disqualified. So Shinsuke Nakamura won by disqualification, which pretty much nobody guessed was going to happen. The three of us didn't predict that, and a lot of other people in the um, Predictcast League didn't predict that either. Um, decent match, Luke, worth, worth watching? No, it was crap. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> no, no, I mean, genuinely, like, like you know, that that the whole booking of that was terrible. I thought because the you know, the most big thing about Priest, you know, he's like he's had this really good record this year, and then he just goes and gets DQ'd. Um, it, it, it doesn't do anything for Nakamura. I just thought the whole thing with Rick Boogs and the guitar was just a, an annoying storyline. So yeah, I didn't like it at all. Are we just kind of edging towards the slowest, most dull heel turn in history for Damien Priest? Yeah, probably, yeah. Because it's just like he's just slowly losing or using slightly shady means each week. That you're just like, just turn him, if you're going to turn him heel, just do it. And and we'll not care about him as a heel like the same way we don't care about him as a face. And do you know what? The perfect person to turn a hit turn heel, someone that's organically got over as a baby face. <laughs> It really annoys me as well. I don't know if you notice this, but it, um, this 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 rage thing. Um, it keeps calling his inner demons, his inner Damians, and I've just think that's just really. Oh, cool. that's shocking. I've not I've not heard that at all. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Actually, makes me shiver a little bit. It makes me cringe. I'm not. I, I can't. <laughs> right. Let's move on from Damian Priest versus Shinsuke. Unless talking about Fallout, Shinsuke was facing Apollo Cruz. Didn't really mean much of anything, and um, Damian Priest was defending his title some more and not and not losing it so nothing's happening with those two um right becky lynch versus charlotte opened up our pay-per-view um this was split between us between the actual predict casters here to who was going to win it becky lynch or charlotte flair and through after what i thought was actually a really good match probably the match of the night to be fair um the only one where you were really unsure who was going to win for a start and kind of cared i suppose if, if, if for lack of a better word and then um charlotte tries to cheat her way to a win gets spotted by the ref becky does manage to cheat her way to a win and ends up pinning charlotte um and beats her to give raw their first well, i suppose it was uh, their yeah their first win of the night um becky lynch versus charlotte joe what's your thoughts on the match i thought it was quite good to be fair i think um I feel like there's a mixture. Of, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like there's a bit of a bit of truth to the fact that they don't like each other, or there's some there's some aggro there, isn't there? Which I think, you know, wrestling's best when it's got a bit of real life kind of like you know, real life truism to it. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think this was not this was much of the night. I mean, that is not a massive statement, but I think it, I think it was. I think um, I'd watch that again. I think Becky Lynch is having a nice ride of it at the time. I thought, I wasn't sure if it was at the end of the, because it was the end of the year, we might do like, a, who's had a good year, who's had a bad year. And uh, and one of the, what I was thinking about Becky Lynch and thinking, well, she basically just sort of came back, immediately got handed the title, not defended it very much and wins every match. So it's pretty sweet for her. Um, so yeah, I just, yeah, I, I think it was, I think it was good. To answer your question, it was good. Luke, agree? Yeah, I agree. And I, th- I think the fact that we don't really know in real life whether this is whether it is real or not, I think it's good because it adds to the adds to the story. So, and I think the fact that we don't know that, 
just means that it makes makes it more interesting. So yeah, no, I think I, I I agree. I think it was match of the night. I know we've seen it quite a few times before, and I still think it'd be better to have other people involved in these championships. But in terms of the match on the night, it was the best one. So following um, Survivor Series, they've both gone into um, feuds with essentially the same person, but on two different brands. So Becky Lynch has got Liv Morgan and Charlotte Flair's got Tony Storm. And they're both not really worthy of a championship push. They're both not doing great in promos and neither of them are going to win their championship match that I can see. And, and also, and we'll come on to it, but to me, that's why I don't understand why they weren't the last two in the in the women's um, Survivor Series match. Because that's the way of pushing them both. But just, there was nothing, they, were, they were, didn't do anything in that match. And then they're getting these weird pushes now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just, it just seems like they haven't pushed anyone enough that when they do pick, it, pick a name out of hat, it feels like it's picking a name out of hat. It feels like, so when Tony Storm emerged to interrupt Charlotte's promo, you were both kind of surprised and not surprised. You were kind of like, oh, this is going to be the person. It wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to see Bianca Belair come out, or I can't wait to see, you know, it's definitely got to be Dewdrop because they're really pushing her. I mean, I'm not saying these are the people you want, but there's no clear line of who's next. Liv Morgan kind of makes sense, but they still not pushed her enough to make it convincing. I mean, Becky versus Liv's actually on this week's Raw, so it'd be happy we're recording this the, um, on Monday the sixth. So it's Raw tonight. Lives, Liv and Becky are facing each other tonight. I mean, I'll throw it out to both of you. Uh, we'll start with you, Joe. Any chance that Lives beating Becky tonight on on Raw? Um. Well, I, I mean, I sent I sent there's a little bit of a leading question there. I'm not I'm not an expert. Um, no, no, no leading question at all. It was literally just I wanted to, it was a little mini prediction considering we don't know the result yet. That's all. Is there any chance? Is there any chance that she wins? I am. Um, do you know what? I think Raw should. Like I genuinely think they should. I don't think they will, but I think they should. Like what? What? If you if if you say Liv Morgan wins the world title, wins world title against Becky Lynch on Raw, people will watch that. That's fair. So why don't they do it? Why don't they have Charlotte Flair cost Becky Lynch? Or, you know, because they basically seem to be able to go wherever they want as well. And then I just, so I could see it, I could see why they, I could see why they will, or they could, but they won't. Yeah. They Luke, how would you do it? Would you, would you have, would you have live win tonight or Becky keeps it? No, um, I agree with you. I think they should mix it up, but I don't think they will do it tonight. And that they, they should give Liv a proper push first. Because then it make it just makes more sense. Whereas if you do win it tonight, it'll just come out of the blue a bit randomly. Um, and I don't think she's strong enough to hold that title at the moment. I think that, and, that, and that's what we've talked about before. I think that's half the problem. Like I, I can't think of I can't count on one hand many women wrestlers that are worthy of the title because they don't build anyone. No, that's fair. Absolutely fair. And that's why it just feels really random when people decide that it's it's just who's going to get the next title shot. It just doesn't. The last person they've effectively built was Bianca, and they've now completely undercut that with the whole SummerSlam stuff and the fact that she can't seem to get that 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 you know revenge that she needs or or, or redemption. So, okay, we'll move on to the next um, match, which was the men's Survivor Series match. So we had Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and Austin Theory, and Bobby Lashley 
versus Team SmackDown, which was Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Happy Corbin, and Sheamus. And um, through after all the different um, eliminations, including two double count outs and um, Kevin Owens walking out at the very beginning of the match, you ended up with Seth Rollins as sole survivor of the Team Raw team. Um, this, again, kind of split us. You guys went with SmackDown. I went with Raw on this one. Um, not for thinking they'd push Seth Rollins at all, but just because that team looked a bit better. Um, first of all, Luke, we'll go with you. What did you think of the match? What did you think of the Survivor Series um, um, elimination match? And uh, what do you think of the result? I, th- I thought it was okay. I, I, I quite enjoyed it, to be honest. And I really, I did, I really enjoyed the start where Kevin Owens walked out. I thought um, the fact like he made a big deal about starting and then just walked out just I don't know he kind of added to his character you know I, I don't think it's a surprise to to anyone if we if we said like, I think he's probably definitely going to be leaving WWE soon yeah um so it's kind of just having a bit of fun finding his way out he wants to be a heel so he's just trying to get that across so I, I quite enjoyed the start I thought I thought the the rest of it was pretty decent too I didn't like the fact that Seth Rollins won and it just doesn't make much sense to me because I just think I felt like it would have made more sense for him to come up short so that he could like kind of complain that he lost due to Kevin Owens leaving the team at the start, leaving them short, um, and then kind of building that as a triple threat um, with Big E. And that was kind of how, how I would have seen it. Um, but once once Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lash got counted out, there's only really him left as a big name to win it. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really like the ending. Oh, fair enough. Joe, what's your thoughts? I thought I thought it was I thought it was like I thought it was way too long basically. Um, I like I think if it was like ten minutes less, it would have probably been a much better match. To be honest, um, I'm probably with Luke. I don't. I, I think there's a, there's an overall view of the of this where Survivor Series would have been a great opportunity to build some new stars, and they just haven't done so. Having Seth Rollins as a sole survivor is is I don't know that really helps anyone. Um, so I thought it was, I thought I thought it was okay, but not not one of the best Survivor Series matches I've seen. I tell you what, I did make me realise how over Jeff Hardy is. Like the crowd just love him, like, like to the point where I wanted him to win in the end. Well, yeah, I, well, that's good. That's because he was on Team Blue, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll get to Jeff Hardy because he come he comes into this a little bit with the fallout as well. Um, so. My views on it is the best Survivor Series matches are where you see people face each other that never get to face each other. So the NXT one was great when you had Keith Lee in the ring against Roman Reigns. Or the year when um, Shinsuke had only just come up and you really randomly had Shinsuke Nakamura facing off against Triple H. And it's just things where you go, you're never going to see this match properly, but you're, you're just having a situation where people are up against each other that never get to face each other. And I was watching this thinking, apart from Austin Theory, I don't think there is a combination of these two that you've never seen before. And you just don't, and no big rivalries either. No moments where you're like, oh, I can't wait to see those two get back in the ring against each other again because they've had some amazing matches in the past. You know, like when AJ and Nakamura were on opposite sides and they hadn't had their big feud that everyone was excited for that didn't really come to much. But they were, it was exciting when AJ and Nakamura got back in the ring against each other for the, you know, their two-minute segment in a Survivor Series match. There was none of that for this. It was just seeing the same 
10 names face each other in the same 10 combinations you've seen lots of different times before. So it was solid because every single one of these wrestlers is absolutely solid. It, you know, it was very watchable. There were some good moments, but it didn't really do anything for anyone. Exactly. Like you said, there was no building. There was no big story coming out of it. I mean, if we're talking fallout, um, we've got Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins facing Big E at day one for their tri- big triple threat match. Um, and we've got after a 25 man battle Royal that you thought Jeff Hardy was going to win. So they had not 25 man battle Royal, but they had the, um, Black Friday Invitational Battle Royal. Jeff Hardy looked like he was going to win it for the SmackDown side. Got eliminated by Sami Zayn right at the end. It looked like it was going to be Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for day one. And Brock Lesnar's come back. Um, And we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. But Jeff Hardy did get a little bit of a push. And I thought, you know what? The crowd, again, were behind him. He was the sole survivor. It looked like he'd won it. He was jumping up and down the Battle Royal looking like it was his. Then Sami Zayn did the sneaky... I'd actually been hiding under the ring the whole time. I'm actually one of them and threw him off the top. So, I mean, the prospect of Jeff Hardy versus Roman Reigns, Luke, is that something you'd back? Is that something you'd get behind? For a fun, for a fun one-off match, yeah, because I think it'd be pretty de- like pretty good. Like If it's a TLC match or something, that'd be pretty I know they're not doing TLC pay-per-view, but if they did like a tables match or something, that'd be, or ladders match, it'd be pretty, pretty decent. But you know, that was a long-term thing, a one-off fun match, maybe. I'd go with that. I was actually, it was when, when I thought he'd won it on that SmackDown, a little part of me thought, you know what? That would be a solid day one match. If you've got yeah. a three-week build of Jeff Hardy versus Roman Reigns, I think people would get behind it. Because you're right, Jeff Hardy's got a proper solid fan base. And he's just one of these people that's just always going to be like a, a well-loved legend. So, you know, give him, and he can, he can still just about put together decent matches. He'd still be a solid main event contender for a one-off. So I'd go for it. What about you, Joe? Got time for Jeff Hardy versus Roman Reigns? Yeah, yeah. I think I would, in my mind, for the for the day one pay per view, I would treat it as kind of like a bit of a reset. Give it give it an opportunity to be a reset, and, or or do something different with it. Not just do, not just do like more matches where nothing happens. Um, so I would would I would potentially do like a like maybe. a a cool ladder match or something that then gets the number one contender against Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble or something like that. You know, Jeff Hardy could win that, get a nice, and cause it can't be that can't be that long between day one and the Royal Rumble. Like what, four weeks maybe. It's three. I think it's three weeks oh, between okay. day one and, and, and Royal Rumble, so it's absolutely no time at all. So they, yeah. one's I'll, got I'll to feed into the other. Good. Yeah, I'll take that. You know when you're just sitting there and suddenly you get asked a question like this. And your heart sinks. You know that if you get this question wrong, you're probably going to have a fight. You might even get divorced. So you panic and you think, how about one involving an exoskeleton? And then you hear, yeah, but which one involving an exoskeleton? And then you've got nothing. You've called for an exoskeleton movie and you haven't got one in your locker. Well, the great news is there's a new podcast out that covers lists on all kinds of movie-related trivia. It's That Movie List Podcast. So the next time you make outlandish suggestions like exoskeletons, funniest films or explosions, and you end up getting it wrong, and you end up having a fight and probably getting divorced, at least you'll have someone to blame. That Movie List Podcast by Views from a Sofa Network. 
Okay, so um, next we had the Pizza Hut Battle Royale um, with Omos eventually winning after 25 lower card wrestlers um, were thrown out of the ring and then subsequently thrown pizza, thrown into pizza. Pizza Hut was mentioned a ridiculous amount. And obviously The Rock, because it was his 25-man Battle Royale for the um, 25th anniversary of him. He'd be so um, proud, wouldn't he? He'd be so proud of that. Oh, I'm sure it was his idea. Give give the guy an egg and let's have a 25 man battle royale in my honour. Because if you know, whenever I think of the Rock, I definitely think battle royal. Oh, and pizza. His head's a bit like an egg, I suppose. Brilliant. Sorry, sorry, Dwayne, if you're listening, and we know that you are. Sorry, Dwayne. That's the views and opinions of Joe, and not the Wrestle Predictcast, who who mm. who think your head is the perfect size for your body. I just like the optimism that he's listening. Oh, you know, yeah, he's a big fan. Absolutely big fan. He, he doesn't tell me, but he's busy. Um, we're, trying so, to, we're trying to somehow link it to eggs. Have we got any thoughts, anything you want to say about the 25-man Battle Royale? Anything you wanted, apart from the fact that this was just a ridiculous like advert for pizza it, to the point where, I mean, at my last thing before I let you guys speak, Street Profits throwing pizza into the crowd at the end? That's not a good, that's not an effective pizza delivery system. Someone else grabbing pizza and then throwing pizza slices into the crowd is not is not a way of like who's eating that pizza? Yeah, that was my thought. I was like, don't eat that pizza. No, definitely, that's really grim. That pizza you know has been just backstage for the last three hours. Yeah. That stone cold handled thrown pizza. You've been in um, a worldwide pandemic for two years. Yeah, good job. Yeah, you're in a pandemic. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Oh, the yeah. old pizza variant. Yeah, fair enough. I, mean, uh, I, was, I, was okay. quite, I mean, I thought the whole point was to win the pizza, so I was gutted when Amos didn't have it. I, don't know, I didn't understand why the Street Profits were off with it. They didn't win. He looked gutted he wasn't getting pizza. Yeah. Amos did look gutted, but... Saying that, he rejected it from our truth didn't he? Yeah, that's that weird just... segment. He did, yeah, that is true. Having watched... Having, like, watched... Well, skipped through the 30 minute of the men's elimination, coming into this, I thought, well... When I saw all 25 mem- mem- people in the ring and thought, I don't need to watch the first at least 20 of these that get eliminated, um, I thought I'll skip I'll skip through it. And I accidentally skipped a bit too far forward to the point where I just saw Omos winning. And I thought, um, that's probably all right, actually. I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to go. I'm not going to go back. and what, I'm not going to go and relive it. So uh, lucky escape I felt on that one. I, was quite, I actually really enjoyed that match. It was one of the better ones. <laughs> Do you know what I didn't realise realize how big like Shanky was? Because he was next yeah. to Om- he was next to Omos. Yeah. They're basically the same size. Yeah. He's not being built like, they're building him. He's he's getting his he's getting his own kind of promos of Shanky's coming soon or whatever. So um, you know, maybe maybe Omos will finally get someone to come up against him. Really randomly, I'll tell you who had a pretty decent match in there, again, for no reason whatsoever, was Ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet would look really well and look really strong out of it to the point and, where and I it, thought for a second Ricochet's gonna do this. Well, he had his own but, entrance, didn't he? Like, like do, yeah. do you know when like the cut to it, there's like everyone's in the ring apart from like four people. And he was one of those four people that didn't have that had an entrance. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, yeah, I did think because they keep doing that randomly. Ricochet, they'll give him like three weeks of build, and you'll go, oh, it's, you know what? I, I could get behind Ricochet, and then they'll just forget about him for a month. Enough to choose with your wild card. Um, that was one year, mate. One year. <laughs> Didn't hurt me. He just never, he just never, never wrestled. He wrestled one. Feeling. He wrestled one match against Brock Lesnar. <laughs> it's like brilliant. Thanks, thanks for representing. Great. Um, I'd, I'd say was there any fallout? There wasn't any fallout because none of those people featured on on 
you know, apart from probably chasing the 24-7 championship, none of them feature the next night. Um, right, we'll go straight into the tag team belts then. RK Bro versus the Usos, champion versus champion for the tag teams. And I think pretty unsurprisingly, RK Bro came out with the win, considering they're on the kind of ascension and it was an easy pop for the crowd. Um, I thought this match was solid. I thought everyone did a decent job of it. This was an example of four really good wrestlers putting together a match really well that had absolutely no stakes and nothing about it. If this had been on Aurora SmackDown, you'd have gone, yep, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That's happened. Everyone's decent in that. And then that would be it. So I've not got much to say about it. What about you, Joe? RK Bro versus the Usos. Um, I haven't got lots to say about it. Sorry, I was distracted because I was just reading about Shanky. So I don't know, <laughs> I didn't know who that was. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know who that was. <laughs> he's seven, you know, he's seven, seven, seven foot one inches. Weirdly, on Wikipedia, he's um, very detailed about the heights of all his family members. It says his father was six foot and his mother is five foot six. Who has that information? <laughs> Is, is is Shanky updating his own Wikipedia? He's certainly talking out a little bit, I think. Because the reason why it's there is like he's a bit of a freak because he's, nah, he's seven foot and his parents are like small. I, again, I want to say the word freak is not the views of the wrestling predictcast, Shanky, <laughs> if you're listening, and we know that you are. Um, and, you know, we we what we appreciate is obviously you're a man of great height and probably great talent when we can see you wrestle. <laughs> Let's get into, I'm, I'm really, really keen to get Shanky to do our next cameo. <laughs> <laughs> I would have that. I'd have Shanky. That, with can't, that can't come for long, can it? And if, we wait, if we wait a couple of weeks, it'll be former WWE wrestler Shanky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, um, yeah, what was it um, about? Oh, okay, bro. Yeah, it's all right. Um, yeah, fair enough. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Did, did, did you want to need to do, I think? Luke, any views on RK Bro versus the Usos? No, sounds both for you. Fair enough. Um, RK Bro, good and chunky as well, are you? <laughs> RK Bro, um, they're ready for. I mean, are you ready to see them split? Do you want to? Do you want? Do you want them to make it past Royal Rumble? Are we ready to see them face off for WrestleMania? Do you think that's? Think they've done enough to make that a big match? What do you reckon, Luke? Yeah, I think so. I think that'd be really, really decent. I mean, if that doesn't happen, I'll be disappointed to be honest. Um, I mean, I'm enjoying them together as a tag team, but I think that's the whole point, is eventually they'll face off against each other. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be a good match. I think when, if, you know, take a serious point for a second, but like when Joe was saying like the second best story in WWE, aside from the Roman Reigns stuff, which I think is is the best stuff they've done, this could be the second, to be fair. RK Bro, as a bit of a shock, could be the second best thing they've done this year. I don't know if there's any other contenders, but this could be it. So I'd be I, I'm I'm I think if they just wait for the rumble, split them at the rumble, and then they've got a nice like two, what is it eight weeks or something build to WrestleMania from then. Um, I think that would work perfectly. So, okay, I agree. Right. Um. Then we had the team. We had the the um women's Survivor Series elimination match. Team Raw, which was Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina. Taking on Team SmackDown, which was Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and Tony Storm. And again, this one a little less of a surprise. Bianca Belair was victorious as the sole survivor on Raw. Um, this was, for me, 
a lot less watchable than the men's match. There was a lot of, they're not necessarily botches, but just really slow spots. And it felt a lot more planned and it felt a lot more awkward when you saw certain people matching up against each other. There were some great moments. And when certain wrestlers were in the ring together, it worked perfectly. And then you get kind of really awkward mismatches of people where you might have like a Natalia versus Carmella. And it was just like, this isn't, it's not really working because neither of these two are as great as they need to be compared to when Bianca was in the ring with Sasha and whatever, things like that. So, and Bianca winning, you know, wasn't really much of a surprise, but for me, it was a little bit disappointing because I think exactly like Luke said, why wouldn't you push someone else? If you, if Bianca's not going for the title next, why wouldn't you have Liv Morgan win this? Or why wouldn't you have, you know, Tony Storm win this? And then it would make sense that they're the next people going for the title. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I landed on it. What's your thoughts, Joe? Uh, I'm I'm the same as you, mate. Genuinely, like I I don't. There was there was no there was no real stake. There's no real reason for this match in the first place, other than they have to do one, or they have, or they felt they had to do one, and there was no real benefit to it or fallout from it. So why bother? If I felt like the main reason for this match was. To, to keep the storyline with Sasha Banks and Shotzi, because that was the only that was the only thing yeah. that was the only thing they really talked like that's the only thing they really did that had any sort of build at all. But then neither of those won it anyway, so it was just a bit yeah, like I said earlier, a bit 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 pointless. I mean, the, like like there were there were some really boring bits, didn't like you said, Ben, because it's just it was just there were, there were some good bits, but I remember watching some and the crowd was chanting CM Punk at one point. <laughs> classic bring about the classics fair play to him <laughs> i mean it's ambitious it's ambitious to be chanting cm punk now to be fair to you yeah. a women's match <laughs> i mean that we're not even calling cm punk we want it we're like literally saying like what what are you doing doing yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh that's bold that's bold i like it um so I think there's, we've already talked about the fallout from this match. Bianca's going, going to go up against Dewdrop. Rhea Ripley and um, Nikki A.S.H. lost their tag team championships to Carmella and Queen Zelina on the next um, Raw after this. So, I mean, if Nikki holds on to her job through the next cuts, I'd be very, very surprised because if she, if she's so far down. I mean, she's been desperately trying to get this thing over and it's just not working. So she's in trouble for me. Surprise, isn't it? I mean, I don't know what she was expecting. I genuinely don't know what, what, because apparently it was her idea. She wanted to do the superhero gimmick. Oh, really? And yeah, apparently that's what she was going for. And it's just not worked. No, not even, not even the kids, not even the kids have, have gone for it. So, you know, um, get Rhea Ripley away from her as fast as you can. Get Rhea Ripley back as being someone dominant here, which again, this Survivor Series match could have done, to be fair. Um, but no, nothing much coming out of this aside from Liv Morgan being Becky's next opponent and Tony Storm being Charlotte's. So we'll see how that leads out. Okay, so going into the main event, um, which I think I never thought The Rock was showing up for this, but I thought something would happen. I genuinely thought something would happen. I thought I, I was watching this thinking, okay, well, we've had a pretty standard, uh, you know, solid pay per view. All the matches have been all right. That's okay. But at least something's going to happen for Reigns versus Big E. There will be a, there will be a twist. There'll be you know something occurs here, 
And Roman Reigns took on Big E in a match that lasted 21 minutes. And at times it kind of felt like it towards the last six, seven minutes of it. Um, at no point did I think Big E was winning this. So at no point was I kind of popping for any near falls or anything like that. And Roman Reigns won it, defeated Big E. Wasn't much in the way of shenanigans, wasn't much in the way of anything else. And that was it. Roman Reigns went off the screen with Roman Reigns holding up his belt, looking triumphant, and Big E not looking very triumphant. And that was that. Um, I don't know much to say on this. Uh, what's your views, Luke? Roman Reigns versus Big E? Yeah, same. I found like a bit of a pattern with Roman Reigns matches. Like they always start really slow. And like the last five minutes, like frantic. Like who? Like is he going to lose? Oh no! Near falls, and then he wins. And that's kind of the pattern with most of his matches. That I find they always start really slow. It's like loads of holds and guillotines and just a bit boring wrestling, to be honest. <laughs> um, but then, but then it gets exciting towards the end of the match. That's how I always find them, them sort of matches. And that was kind of the same with this one. And yeah, just a bit. That was it, really. Yeah, it's fair. What about you, Joe? Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the the wrestling was quite good. It was okay in this one. It was just um, it was a bit of an anticlimax, really, wasn't it? I mean, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was like sort of burying Biggie or Red, like not burying, and that's harsh because I mean losing to a Reigns and burying someone. But it is a bit like well, what what's anyone gaining out of that, really? Like you you don't have to do you don't have to put matches on like that if you don't want to you you got complete creative control and it was just a bit um yeah just a bit just a bit uninspired i thought um and it's sort of a bit of a shame because you you, you could have done something with biggie and i don't think you are or it's sort of like stop start it's not really it's not really working yet is it you could have the thing the thing for me is you could have really made that a little bit of a shenanigans match because yeah. you had the new day you had the usos then you could have had Kevin Owens. Then you could have had Seth Rollins. You had so much other stuff you could have done there. I mean, you wouldn't have used Brock Lesnar here yet because I don't think you would have. I think that would have been, it, it wasn't worthy of that. But you had enough where people could have come out and just, you know, every two, three minutes of the match, if you're going to make it last 20 minutes, have something new come out, have someone else get involved so that you feel like you've watched a bit of a story where the story here was just, you know, don't get speared, Big E. Don't get hit with a Superman punch. You know, is he going to be able to hit the big ending? All the rest of that stuff. And I said it was absolutely solid, but there was just no way Big E was winning this. I mean, I don't. I think Big E needs keeps needing some big wins. I don't. You know, not to not to go not to step on the next podcast. I think Big E's going to come out of Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins with the title, but you know, it, it just, he still doesn't quite feel like he's up there. But then again, it's difficult when Roman Reigns is on the other brand as the person that is because. Roman Reigns does feel like a massive champ compared to anybody else. So, so there we go. And obviously coming out of that, um, Brock Lesnar. So, sorry, first of all, Sami Zayn ends up winning the 25-man battle royal. He's the one who's going to take on Roman Reigns. He comes out bragging that he's going to be the person that takes on Roman Reigns at day one. Um, he interrupts Brock, Les Brock Lesnar's triumphant return promo, which I thought was a very bold move from Sami Zayn. And to be fair to him, if you haven't seen it, the Sami Zayn Brock Lesnar promo is a is a brilliant one and it's well worth watching. The two of those up against each other, it kind of what it shows is Brock Lesnar without Paul Heyman can talk and can deliver a promo and is fairly solid. And Brock Lesnar convinces Sami Zayn to take on Roman Reigns that night. And then Brock Lesnar completely screws Sami Zayn over. And Brock Lesnar ends up face uh, ends up 
you know, getting to the point where he's going to face whoever wins the match, and it ends up being him versus Roman Reigns at big at day one. Um, just can to finish up, first question: have, have they explained why um, Brock Lesnar returned from his indefinite suspension? Um, all that all that was was the fact that um, it was a really random story for Taylor Braxton. Is it Taylor Braxton? The the journalist. Can't remember. Is this Caleb Braxton? Taylor Caleb Braxton. Taylor. So she got told Tony that if she couldn't. Uh... I thought she was. Is she the one who sings something about rain? I'm sure she is. Taylor Braxton. <laughs> sure she is. Tony Braxton. Oh, we're going way off here. We're going... stop naming Braxtons. How many of them is there? Tony Braxton sings. She sings very... "Unbreak My Heart." <laughs> <laughs> How talented is the Braxton family? Um, okay, so I think we've added two members to the Braxton family. <laughs> In that, yeah. in that segment. I don't think, I think there's only one of them. <laughs> Kayla Braxton gets told if she doesn't find out if she doesn't find out if whether Brock Lesnar's suspension has ended or not, she's fired by the end of the night. And then she finds out that it, it has been rescinded, it has been brought back. Adam Pierce didn't know anything about it, he didn't make the decision. So we're left to assume that Vincent Mann's the one that did. So Brock, nothing was mentioned. Brock Lesnar came back out of it and said, Yeah, I'm back, gave a really good promo and like I said, it's him versus Roman Reigns at day one. Um, we had a little pre-pod chat about this where um, Luke wasn't surprised or didn't seem surprised that Brock Lesnar was facing Roman Reigns at day one, where I'm massively surprised they're giving that away at that pay-per-view. Um, why Why would you would, do you not think it's a bit soon to give this away, Luke? Roman versus Brock, particularly at day one of all pay-per-views? No, because I don't. I think that, that they just keep going back to Rock... Um... Brock versus Roman because they've got nothing else. I think we talked about it before. They don't, they're not building anyone. And so, you know, they've done it recently. They'll do it day one and they'll probably do it at WrestleMania. <laughs> That's my worry. I mean, if they're doing it at day one, is this their match at WrestleMania? Or have, they, have so. they got a sly, have they got a sly Dwayne Johnson shaped like match that we're not, we're not expecting? Is that going to be the surprise? Because I thought Brock was coming back for the Royal Rumble and was winning it. That's what my guess was. This is just a bigger question for me, right? And not one for now. But what what is what is the WrestleMania plan? Because there is genuinely like like unless they get the Rock back or Stone Cold or just naming I, just naming classic WrestleMania. I see what you mean though. For WrestleMania, what, that's what, usually the way they do it. I've seen Brock so many times that him versus Roman Reigns, I mean, well, that'll be about the 15th time they fought, like, it doesn't matter. You know, Brock versus anyone else on the roster, is that going to be that big of a deal? Probably not. Like, I can't think of anyone that Brock faces that like, is a big deal. So, you're going to bring a few part-timers back. We're probably going to have a Goldberg match. Probably have a, might have a Triple H match. Um, what, what, like, what's the sell of WrestleMania here? Is it Undertaker? Stone Cold? I don't, I, I'm, that's a genuine question. I don't, I don't know. What is the sell? What are they, what are they going to sell I you? Def, I definitely don't know. Oh, they definitely don't know. They definitely don't. Because this is, this is absolutely not meant to be the plan. Brock Lesnar was not supposed to come back for day one. It's not, it's not happening. There's no way that this pay-per-view, which on New Year's Day, I don't know if that's a big sporting day. In, I think that's the big football day in, in America, New Year's Day. So whether they're expecting a lot of people buying this pay-per-view anyway, but I mean, one of two things is going to happen. So it's either going to be Brock's going to lose and this is him going away because how can you come back to WrestleMania? It's not a big deal. 
or he beats Roman and we're just building for seeing the same match again. And like you said, we've seen it 15 times and at least 10 of those were at WrestleMania main events. So we've seen this so many times. It's it's not a big deal. It'd end up being a screw finish. It'd be like Brock wins by DQ, Roman keeps the belt and then they're just building towards WrestleMania. See, I'd have, had him, I'd have had him win the Rumble. The only way they can salvage this is if number 30 in the Royal Rumble is The Rock. If that happens, then fair play no, WWE. Well, it's going to be Damien Priest, as, as Joe predicted. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't disagree with that, by the way, Joe. Yeah, I'd, yeah I'm just giving Tony Braxton at the moment. Kayla Braxton's not even a real name. Her name's Kayla Becker. So someone's obviously gone, we'll, we'll just change your surname. Well, why? Well, I really like Tony Braxton and break my heart watching. Like, that's your name now, Kayla Braxton. You know yeah. that you know the genuine reason for changing her name, though, don't you? Well, so they can market it. So they can yeah. um, operate. So, so that yeah. no one else can use it. Absolutely that. Which but, is even, uh, which I didn't realise they were doing for even the... Are they really worried that she's going to get so big that AEW poacher? And also, what, what, why? Like, no one's going to be like, oh, do you know what? I was just going to, I was going to flog a load of Kayla Braxton merch, but W already got the name. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, sorry. So, in all seriousness, I I'm genuinely worried. I don't know what they do. I think probably, I think probably, um, I think probably, Roman Reigns will do something with Brock where he goes. You'll, you will never get my title match again. Like this is your one and only done it. Whatever. Screw finish. Oh, you'll never face me again, Brock. You'll never get the title match and then Brock wins the Rumble. And then we get that again at WrestleMania. And it's like, well, it, it kind of was, it kind of worked when Stone Cold did it. You know, Vince McMahon will not let Stone Cold have a title match. So he has to go and win the Rumble and does, right, against all odds. And then WrestleMania's mint. Um, with it, like, it's not the same now. Like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter. There's there's something in the story of wanting Roman to lose, though. I mean, I know Roman was never over when he was facing Brock that many times anyway, but it was always a case of, will Roman be able to beat Brock? There's something in us all wanting Brock to beat Roman that could have been a quite decent Mania story if they told it. Do you know what I mean? Like the idea that actually we never usually back Brock. We usually, or the story says we should never back Brock. We should usually back, back the person facing him at Mania. But this time we actually want Brock Lesnar to win it. And that could have been quite good. But... I just don't get given it away at day one. And day one's looking like a fairly decent, you know, there's elements of it that look fairly decent. I think the Big E, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins match could be solid. And there's other things like that, you know, so it could you be say, a fairly like, decent sorry, match. You say give it away, but didn't they also do this at Crown Jewel like three months ago? Yeah. Like, is that, yeah, that's, that's what I'm it's saying. Not um, it's not, it's not, like, you know, I, 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 I get away, but you might as well just do it four times. Yeah. Oh, you have literally only built one person for a year. Like, why not? And you've got no other you've got no credible threat from anyone other than this part timer and you've only built one person for a whole year. And the second best storyline is RK Pro, where one one member of the team is putting a fake goatee on. We got the we got we got the wig this week. We got we got we got the blonde wig this week as well, mate. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> You've called me out and you've <laughs> All right. Well, um, unless there's anything else people wanted to, to uh, you two wanted to talk about with the coming Survivor Series. And um, I mean, we've got a good almost an hour out of Survivor Series, and I thought we were going to cover it in about 20 minutes, to be completely frank with you. But 
we managed to go on a, I mean, enough tangents. We, we should have covered it in 20 minutes. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> we, we could, did spend we a good could, solid... We could we have did, covered it We minutes. did spend the first 20 minutes talking about the damn egg. So, fair play. <laughs> fair play. You thought we, we got more leverage out of that at WWE have managed to. Um, so, all it leaves us to say is the next time we will see you guys will be predicting day one, which will be in that kind of... I think, I guess, we'll be in that weird position between Christmas and New Year. So, we'll have to find a random time to, to sit down and do that one. Christmas um, Day. <laughs> yeah, why not? We don't have anything else on, mate. We don't have anything else on. Um, so at least we might have some time, some time to watch all the watch the abundance of wrestling before then, if you fancy it. But we'll see. Um, and oh, it only leaves us to say, actually, before we leave, that um, that it's getting fairly tight at the top of the uh, wrestling predict cast league. Um, in third place is Luke, I think, with thirty-four points. In second, joint second place, is me and Joe with 35. And at the top of the table, with 37, would you believe it, is Dave. Oh, no. He won uh, where's last, he crept up from? He won, he won the last round. We didn't, we, we didn't mention this, and he was gutted he didn't mention this. But he won not Survivor Series, whatever the pay-per-view was last. He won that round. This time, Tom won, uh, who's been in the Predict Cast League for a fair bit. I thought I'd won it. With my glorious five points, it only took five points to win it this time. I thought I'd won it with my glorious five points, but he managed to uh, guess the um, time of the main event closer for the tiebreak. So he's got a t-shirt willing his way to him. Um, some WWE merch. I genuinely thought I'd won it this time. W- so. Would you have sent yourself a t-shirt, Ben? Absolutely, of course I would have. <laughs> bought myself a t-shirt. The rules, the rules, mate. The rules. Well, that's it. I, I win. I get a t-shirt. I would have sent myself a very nice. Who would you have chosen? Um, Demian Priest, Shanky. Shanky, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm after that Shanky merch. <laughs> without a shadow, without a shadow of a doubt, after that Shanky merch. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if he's got any merch. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Google doesn't know who Shanky is. So. <laughs> While Joe is searching for that Shanky merch, it only leaves us to say, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, get on there and rate and review, because it's going to help us move up the charts, going to help people find the Wrestling Predict cast. If you want to get involved in the predictions, look out for our day one episode in two weeks. The form will be attached to that, and you can have your chance to win WWE merch and listen to our optimistic, positive, and never cynical take on WWE's content and um, find us on Twitter and Facebook just by searching for at PredictCast. I don't know if people listen to um, the Movie List podcast, but I do the plugs on that and butcher them every week. And this one I have no problem with, so I don't know what the difference there. Well, I know one big difference there is a certain gurning bloke who doesn't try and put me off the whole time. So there we go. If you you're listening, to, Dave, to, I know for a to, fact you are. We need to up our game, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you used to. You used to in the old in the old days. In the old days, you used to absolutely try and put me off. There was all sorts of stuff that definitely cannot be shared on this podcast of things you used to do to put me off. When I was that was just the intros, though. So even before I started, you were trying to sabotage this podcast. But I guess I don't know if you've just become more professional or just more tired. I don't know which one it is. So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Any shanky merch, Joe? Or have we given up on the search? Uh, there, it was yeah, there, yeah. There wasn't any. All right, we'll find out for next time. Oh, yeah. um, and maybe maybe Tom will ask for that shanky merch and it'll whiz his way to him. So we'll never know. Right. Thank you very much for your time, fellas. Cheers, Cheers mate. mate. See you later.